we're in a series of sermons around mountain experiences. Uh, my turn today. Um, uh, we're talking about Mount Sinai and Moses, of course, the Ten Commandments and all the things that went with that. And uh, I, it's such a long passage and there's so much uh, to, to Moses and, and the Mount Sinai things. Can't possibly uh, read it all. Uh, it just takes too long. Uh, so, <clears throat> nevertheless, uh, there are some things to, to read. And so I'm going to read it to you from Exodus, book of Exodus, chapter 19. And I want to read from verse 20 to 25. The Lord descended to the top of Mount Sinai and called Moses to the top of the mountain. So Moses went up. And the Lord said to him, Go down and warn the people so that they do not force their way through to see the Lord, and many of them perish. Even the priests who approach the Lord must consecrate themselves, or the Lord will break out against them. Moses said to the Lord, The people cannot come up Mount Sinai because you, are yourself, you yourself warned us. Put limits around the mountain and set it apart as holy. The Lord replied, go down and bring Aaron up with you. But the priests and the people must not force their way through to come up to the Lord or he will break out against them. So Moses went down to the people and told them. Now, I'm pretty sure that we're all familiar with the story of Moses and the Ten Commandments and all the things that went in uh, to that. Can't possibly uh, read all that. We know the story. But as I've been listening uh, to the, the sermons before this, I've been thinking to myself, you know, we've got to hear the Old Testament in the context of the New and in the context of today. We can read the Old Testament and we can simply read it as a history book and, and that's all it will ever be. Or we can read it as the story of God uh, working with his people in the lives of his people, and as appropriate as it was to them in those days with Moses and, and the rest and the Ten Commandments, so today God is still speaking to us, uh, not necessarily through the commandments themselves, but the implications that the commandments hold for us. And so for me, I've been listening to these sermons thinking, how, does, how do these mountaintop experiences translate into my life? How do these mountaintop experiences translate into your life? We know the story, but does the story become real in my life so that my life, in a sense, tells the story? And I thought I'd, I'd try to put some flesh on that uh, for us today because for me, you know, the, the Ten Commandments and all the rest... Uh, they need to be modern. We need to modernize them, if, if you like, in a sense, and take it with us. There's a wonderful Christian legend uh, that God sends each person into the world with a special message to deliver. Did you hear that? God sends each person into the world with a special message to deliver. What's yours? Someone with a special act of love to bestow on someone else. Are we? 
You see, no one else can bring our message or sing our song or offer our love. Only we can. Only you can tell your story or tell a story. You can sing your song and offer your love. Only you can do that for you. Because I like that because it reminds me that each and every one of us has something special and something of value to offer to the life of our world. Just as it was when those commandments were made. We are not here by accident. The people in Moses' day were not there by accident. And the, and, the, and the scenario reflects itself and reminds us that we all have something to offer God, not just Moses and the other figures. There are some things that God wants done <coughs> that only you can do and only I can do. Have you ever thought of that? You know, we read the story of the Ten Commandments and, and Moses and his staff and the bulrushes and all the rest. But have you ever stopped to think, how does this translate into my life, Benoni, today? How does the story, how does the, the God story find its way out into the world unless I'm one of the people who tell the story? So, in a sense, you know, we can listen to these Old Testament stories, but, but we've got to ask ourselves, how can I make this story real in my life for Benoni 2022? Now, we tend to struggle with this. I know that. We tend to fight it and we tend to ignore it and we even try to reject it. You know, the old saying, someone else can do it. But, but... God has placed us here for a reason and he has something special for us to do for him. What is it? Look at the things that cause so much human suffering around us. Moses, they had their problems. What about us? COVID? Poverty? AIDS? Addictions? Crime and violence? Joblessness? Sickness, loneliness, corruption. The list is endless. And when we are challenged to make a creative difference in that world of ours, this world of ours, we often put forward all sorts of excuses why we can't. Excuses like, I don't have the qualifications. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. I don't have the skills or the training. I don't have enough influence, enough knowledge, or, sadly, I'm not a good Christian, whatever that means. And we try to justify our inactivity and try to escape our personal responsibility towards building a better world by saying, someone else can do it. And I know I'm coming over quite strong. I promise I'll lighten it up. But I really want to just make the point that who is going to make a difference in Benoni unless we do? Who? You know, we can hear the story of Moses, but, but that's not going to make a difference in Benoni today unless we take the story seriously and make it part of our lives or our lifestyle. In many respects, we are like Moses. When God called him to free the, uh, the Hebrews from, from the Egyptians, he 
Before he said yes, Moses ducked and he dived and he tried to sidestep and he made every excuse under the sun why he couldn't do it. And if you listen carefully, he sounds just like us. Sounds just like us. I'm nobody. I don't know enough about God. What happens if I fall or I fail? I don't have what it takes. Let someone else do it. And in the midst of all this, God asks Moses, what is that in your hand? What is that in your hand? That question was aimed at helping Moses and us realize that we already have the resources we need. God was simply using a simple stick as an illustration. When we make our resources available to God, we'll be amazed at what he can do with us. I think God's dream for his world, I think God's dream for Benoni, or Kenton Park, or Boxburg, or wherever you come from, is for people like me and you to go out there and do it. Somehow. And I think, you know, he asks Moses, God asks Moses, what is that in your hand? And it was his staff. That was his authority, if you like. I think we've got three things in our hands right now. So that we can take the, the Moses story with us into our world in a little while. Firstly, I think we've got our abilities. We all have abilities. Call them gifts, if you like. Running a business, using the computer, resolving conflicts, working with figures, managing money, coaching sport, offering hospitality, food parcels, nappies, feeding schemes. And all these God uses for the common good. Collectively takes all the gifts that we bring. Physical and, and nebulous. And he uses it to make a difference. We all need to acknowledge that we can do well and make an investment with us into God's broken world. Even when we think our talents are a little insignificant. Don't talk about little old me to me, please. Because there's no such thing as little old me in God's world. You're a, you're a giant in God's world. Trevor Hudson tells a story of sitting in a small group years ago now. Uh, they were asked to tell one another the things that they perceived others were good at. And he recalls that three of the people in that group reflected to Trevor that he was good at listening. And he was very disappointed and felt there were other more acceptable things about him. And there are. But he prayed that God would use him and he would use what he had. And he made himself available to God to use him in a listening role. And, and that is what God wanted. And the rest is history, isn't it? Kekulak say no, uh, to use an expression. Trevor's ministry is a testimony to him answering God's call on his life. What ability in this context, what stick have you got in your hand? What are you good at? Don't tell me nothing. What are you good at? 
And I'm not talking about earth-shattering things. I'm talking about simple things. What stick do you hold in your hand? What ability do we have as the Mseni Methodist Church to take the Moses story and make it real for Benoni? Or Boxburg, for Kempton Park. Let's be inclusive here. Please don't compare it with what others have. It may be big or it's small, but God has uniquely gifted you and me for a specific purpose. And he's calling us to make a difference where we are. Not necessarily going to change the world, but just to make a difference where we are. Sometimes it's just a phone call. But, you know, we tend to listen to these Old Testament stories and think, oh, that's lecker. And it is. <laughs> but what about today? Can we, take, can we translate those stories into life, into reality? You already possess what God wants you to use to bless others. Are we using it? Why don't, or don't you think we should thank God for our abilities and commit to developing them to his glory? So we have our abilities, firstly. Secondly, we've got our life experiences. All of us have experiences of life, haven't we? These experiences have taught us, they've shaped us, they've grown us into who we are today. And we're all hugely different from one another. Just look to your left or look to your right and uh, you'll know what I'm talking about. And you know what? We're all different. And this includes lessons we've learned while we've been growing up, good or bad. We are the products of our history, of where we've come from. We're products of the work we've done, of the mistakes we've made, of the successes we've achieved, and more importantly, those painful things that we have suffered that have taught us some very good lessons. God can and will use these experiences towards healing a broken world. And we see this vividly in the life of Moses. His childhood experiences, bulrushes, Pharaoh's household, a life of privilege, ed amazing education, an understanding of the workings of Pharaoh's court. And this helped him when he had to confront Pharaoh. Forty years as a shepherd in the desert, survival skills that he needed desperately to keep himself alive, skills that would be vital years later when he helped people through the desert as well. And taught them how to survive. The spiritual preparation learned from the loneliness of being alone with his sheep. Learning the wonder of being alone with God. And being blessed by that relationship was evident throughout his life. Can you see how from childhood through to adulthood Moses' life experiences prepared him to be used by God later in life? Just like you. Just like you. The experiences that you've had in your life, you can use even to this day to make a difference in someone else's life. The best counselors are those who say, I've been there. I know what you're talking about. Those are the best counselors because they do know what you're talking about. God has been forming all of us 
to make a difference somehow in our scenario. And the, th- the third thing that I want to raise is the first thing that we talk about is our inadequacy. All of us are inadequate, and we shouldn't feel bad about that. Imagine how inadequate Moses felt when God called him. His sense of feeling it was too big for little old him. And one of the clearest marks which distinguishes God's call on someone's life is that it leaves us feeling inadequate. Because if we can't do it by ourselves, we need God to be with us to do the things that he wants. I think what matters most is how we deal with our inadequacy. Two possible options. One, we can allow it to paralyze us, or paralyze us, rather, and then our excuses will have the last word. Or we can let our inadequacy lead us into a deeper dependence on God, and we will make a godly difference. And this is exactly what what Moses chose to do. He took God's promise to be with him seriously, and he began to follow God's call. Nothing's changed in our world. If we take God's call or promise to us seriously, and we begin to follow him, he'll lead us down roads that will be a huge blessing. And so I want to say, what do you have in your hand, figuratively speaking? Moses didn't want to believe that he could make a difference, that he was different. He argued with God. He made excuses. He ducked and he dived. And God needed to make him understand he did have the power and the potential to do great things for God. Just like you. Just like me. We have the capacity to do great things for God. And perhaps we haven't understood that we can. Maybe this sort of a poem (laughs) will help. The Lord said to me, go. And I said, who, me? And God said, yes, you. But I answered, I feel really inadequate. I don't have the gifts. I don't know enough. And the Lord said, you're stalling. The Lord said, go. And I answered, but what happens if I fail? I don't have what it takes. What will others say? Send someone else. And the Lord said, stop wriggling. And the Lord said, go. And I said, but I'm on my own. Who will help me? It's too scary. And the Lord said, do you think I'll be far away? And the Lord said, go. And I shrugged and said, okay, Lord, have it your way. Here I am. Send me. Do you believe God can use you today in this day and age that we're in? Do you believe that you have the power to make a difference in his strength, in his strength? Do you believe God has a dream for your life? And don't tell me you're too old. Do you believe that God has a dream for your life I invite you into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Let's take Moses seriously. (laughs) 
I invite you into a life of blessing and discovery. Just where you are. Just where you are. Wherever you live, wherever you interact, I invite you into a relationship with Jesus Christ and into a life of blessing and discovery. I invite you to allow Jesus Christ to fill your life because ultimately that was the end of the Moses story. I invite you to allow Jesus Christ into your life, to fill your life, so that together we can make a difference. I invite you to go and find out what is that in your hand? What is that in your hand? It'll be different to mine. But collectively, we can make a difference, can't we? Thanks be to God for his word to us this morning. Amen. Amen. Let's just pray a moment, shall we? Father, thank you for your word this morning. Thank you for reminding us that we can do it with you. Thank you for calling us out of our complacency, perhaps, or out of our fear of failure, perhaps, and reminding us that if we go for you, we're never going to go alone, and that you are going to be with us every step of the way. Father, take our lives and use us to your glory. That all we have to do is say to you, here I am, Lord. Use me. Use me to tell your story. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.